is Natalie Hansford. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Leader in Red. I'm back and I'm motivated and ready to go. I've been procrastinating for the last hour, to be honest, though, because I just put a spaghetti squash in the oven and now I'm hungry, but I'm trying not to let that take away my focus from recording this podcast. So side note, if you do hear beeping or things happening in the background, it's because I'm cooking a spaghetti squash and I'm really excited to eat that for lunch. Eating healthy for me is very important recently only because I basically got gut rot from going to a festival. I was so sick. I was so tired. I was eating bad that entire weekend and drinking a lot. So being able to reset is really important for me at this very moment. So I'm trying to eat a lot of vegetables, get my nutrients, get my vitamins so I can start going back to my normal routine and not being a crazy partier like I was that past weekend. I usually don't do stuff like that. So it's always good to every once in a while let loose, but I need to get back into my routine and start eating healthier and being healthier. So for this podcast, I actually released a couple stories on my Instagram this morning, and I was asking you guys what you wanted to hear more about, because obviously I love recording things that I like talking about, but obviously I could talk for hours and days upon days, but it's only going to be as good as what you guys want to hear. So I did do a poll. I wanted to understand what you guys wanted to hear in the upcoming podcast episodes, the topics, and the one that was um, automatically a big hit without even a couple hours going by was a story time video. And I did um, listen to what you guys were saying and you did want to hear more story time things, what has happened in my life, what has impacted me. And I think obviously you guys want to hear about that. You want to hear my stories. You want to hear what I've been through and how I've gotten to the way I am. So one story that has actually truly impacted me as a social standpoint was a story that I put on my poll which I'm going to be talking about today and that was how I met my taxi driver. So this story for for me is very a strong story. Um, it taught me a lot about um, sales, uh, social settings when you don't really know people. I actually am quite introverted when it comes to social settings. I like to be in a situation where I'm comfortable and I know someone. Like if you're going to throw me into a networking class or go to a trade show, I would freak out if I went solo. I mean, I would do it and I'm sure I'd be fine, but going there just gets me very anxious. So this specific situation actually has truly impacted that um, that about me. I've been getting a little bit better with talking to random people. And this is why I'm going to be telling you this story. Every person you meet in your entire life is an opportunity. And a lot of people fail to realize that. The opportunity is what you want it to be, what you make of it, what you're going to do about it. So... That is also why I'm going to be telling you this story today. And of course, everyone likes a little bit of a story time. So I'm going to jump right into the story and hopefully I don't get off topic because there's a lot of things that kind of tie in this story. I'm going to be jumping all over the place, but this is my first time telling a story on this podcast. So hopefully I can just go all the way through without going all crazy into a different topic. So I'm going to take you back about to 2012 2013 year and I was in college at this time 
And of course, like any other college student, I was going out for a girls night with my girls and we got all ready. We got all done up. We were going downtown Toronto, which is um, one of the bigger cities in Ontario. And we wanted to, yeah, go out for a girls night. So we all got up, got ready. We were walking downstairs to to leave and we realized that it was pouring rain and we were like oh my gosh we cannot walk in this rain to the nearest subway station if we do that we're going to be soaking wet we're not going to want to go downtown at all we didn't have umbrellas at the time because we recently actually moved into that unit so what we did was we called a taxi and we were like okay well it's really expensive to taxi from where we were to all the way downtown Toronto at the time it probably would have been about like 60 bucks and for you you're like okay it's 60 bucks like choke it but we also had to taxi all the way home too so we were being a little bit cheap because we were college students and we're like okay let's just taxi to the subway station and then we'll subway downtown because it would be cheaper in the end for everyone and there was about four of us and we're like okay cool let's do that so we ordered the taxi and the taxi arrived shortly we got in the taxi and we're like okay we are going to the subway station the taxi driver was laughing at us he's like you want me to take you to the subway station station like where are you going i will take you to wherever you're going and we're like no like we were trying to save a little bit of money we don't really want to go all the way downtown toronto just because it's going to be a little bit more expensive as of a taxi ride and he was like, okay, listen here, if you only pay me how much it would be costing you guys to get downtown, because to be honest, I'm going downtown anyways, and I want to start taxiing around that area. Because obviously this taxi driver had come out of Toronto to this area for whatever reason for a ride and then wanted to go back downtown Toronto. And we're like, okay, cool, perfect. So we ended up paying like 25 bucks to get all the way downtown Toronto, which is a fraction of the cost of what it would normally be if you were to take a taxi downtown Toronto. So we ended up just paying the same amount of money that we were planning on paying to get to where we wanted to be a little bit easier and faster. So throughout that ride, I really wanted to get to know this taxi driver. Normal taxi drivers would never do that. And especially if you're from the Toronto area, you know that they will take as much money away from you as they can. They will sneakily take different avenues. They'll sneakily take you down random roads just to make the cab ride longer. And it's so sneaky. If you don't know where you're going, it's quite scary and terrifying, especially if you're a young female. And you don't really know, if you don't know the area, you don't know how long it's actually supposed to take you to get there. You don't know what way is faster. You don't know what way they should be taking you. So having a taxi driver that you're comfortable with and is also not going to scam you is super important. So a little bell went off in my head. I'm like, okay, I need to get to know this guy because obviously he's on the right side. He is a cute little old man and he was not an old man, but an elder man and he is one of the nicest people from when I start to have these conversations with him he is so nice and he is just trying to make sure that we're going to get to where we are safe so anyways throughout this cab ride I sat in the front and I was wanting to get to know him a little bit so we ended up chatting I was telling him what I was in school for and at the time it was business and I was telling him what I was inspiring to be and I wanted to be an entrepreneur and all this stuff and we started chatting and he was such a nice guy so throughout the conversation I realized that he was a nice guy and I said to him 
during the conversation. I was like, if I take your number and I were to call you every single time I need a taxi, will you give me the same rate? And right away, I think I built my trust with him as well. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Like take my number and then we can, I can even drive you guys home for the same amount. And for me as a college student, I'm like, yes, like the negotiation. Yes. It's like a quarter of the price. And obviously we want to make sure that we're getting home safe with someone that we trust. So right away, I took down his number. Um, we ended up getting there within like 25 minutes of the car ride, um, maybe a little bit longer. We got out of the car, we said our goodbyes and thank yous and we had our girls night. So at the end of the night, I was like, okay, like every time you always take a taxi guy's number and this conversation happens, I'm sure to a lot of people, you're like, oh yeah, like we'll call, I'll call you later. You'll come pick me up and like, we'll go off like off the till and you can drive me home and stuff like that. Cause they end up making more money when you're not actually using the whatever it's called a clicker or something I don't even know what it's called but anyways they make more money when they're not using it so obviously we end up always taking people's numbers calling them and they never respond so that's what I thought this was going to be so I'm like okay do you know what I'll give it a shot I'll call him I'll see if he comes so I ended up calling him and texting him and oddly enough he shows up like 10 minutes later he was like yep I'll meet you here I'll pick you guys up and I'll take you home he picked us up that night and he took us home for the same amount of money. And again, we're like, oh my gosh, we just saved even more money. Like it cost us maybe $5, $6 each ride to get there rather than $60 splitting it four ways. So for us, it was a steal. I got to know him a little bit more and we ended up getting home safely and arriving and having a great night overall. So add as the time progressed, I realized that every time I went downtown, I would call him and he would come. He was so responsive. I got to know his personality and he got to know me as well. Every single time I needed a taxi, I did call him. He was always there, always helping me, my friends. And when you're in college, you're always a little bit reckless. You're always a little bit crazy. And I was always like, what I felt was a little bit more of the responsible one, making sure everyone got home safe. Um, I did like to have a good time, but I also wanted to make sure that everyone was able to get home safely. So that's kind of why I also liked to have this contact to make sure that if I did need to get home in a jiffy, I'd know who to call and I trust that person, especially if you have like a drunk friend and you don't know how to get home. Nothing's worse than just going into a random taxi cab that is an absolute creep and trying to get home. So having this taxi driver was very important to me. So as the year went through, and this was my first year of college, again, I always used him and he would give me the same rate. We ended up having a lot of conversations about our goals, what we wanted to do, how is his family. I had phone conversations with his daughter and his wife, and they were all so nice and cute. We ended up realizing that we have similar birthdays. So mine's on March 13th and his was on March 14th. And even to this day, I do remember that. We were setting goals with each other. And it's so crazy because you understand and you build a relationship with someone just based on networking. They fall in your lap and you just build opportunities off of it. And for some reason, because I was in college, I was still trying to figure things out. I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to necessarily do. I know that I was independent. I know that I really liked explaining myself 
articulating my thoughts and my opinions and things that had happened to me. So I'd always tell him stories about my week and what I hated and what I liked. And it was more of like a business conversation. And it's so funny how it all has happened. But I was setting goals with him. Like I want to I'm switching my career path. I no longer want to take business entrepreneurship. I want to take business HR. All these things happened in my life throughout my college career that he actually has impacted it. Every time we would get into that next trip of the taxi, he'd be like, did you do it this week? And he'd be on my ass about it. And it was perfect because I wasn't, I was alone in college. I was away from my family. I didn't really have any close friends with me. Well, I did at the time, but they're all new friends. They're not people that has have known me for years. There have people that have known me for like a year, a year and a half. So he was pushing me and it was exactly what I needed. He'd be like, how's this going? Did you finish it? What was your grade on this project? How did it go? Because I was telling him everything about what was happening. And it was that influence that I really needed at that time in my life. So Every time we would meet each other, we would build our goals. Um, And even him, he would tell me his goals as well. Like he really liked driving a taxi, but he just wanted a little bit more of flexibility with his career and things like that. So we would both feed ideas off each other. His daughter really wanted to go to school for HR and he was asking me my opinion about it. So it ended up just being a great experience overall with the relationship that we have built. So now to this day, when I go downtown Toronto and I need a taxi driver, that's who I call. We've built a relationship that to this day, he's like, how's this going? And even him himself, he's, it's like, he's proud of me in a way. It's like, he's like my second dad, but it's just, it's so crazy how every networking opportunity can bring you something and bring you joy and always going to have that stability and feel safe when you're with someone. And some of the goals that we discussed weren't just about like little projects. Like I was telling him my career goals. One day I want to manage someone. One day I want to manage a group of people. And then I want to share my ideas with people. I was so passionate when I was talking to him, which Actually, I've never actually had a passionate conversation about my career like I did with him. And it actually made me more comfortable with telling people about my passion because he was feeling it. We were feeding off each other with our career goals and what we wanted to do that it was just pure passion when we were having our conversations. I want to manage something. I want to do a project and overcome my career goals. I want to make sure that I'm the person that people are coming to to ask questions to. I want them to be comfortable with me and things like that. We were just kind of growing off of each other. One of the main career goals that I really told him that I ended up accomplishing was I wanted to be in HR. I wanted to complete my post-secondary certificate within HR. And then I wanted to get my co-op in a place that would make me who I am better just so much better. And that was something that was really important to me. I searched for a co-op within my post-secondary for quite a while. And what I mean by quite a while is like six months. I know it's not crazy, but when you're looking for a co-op, it feels like forever because if you don't get your co-op, you're not going to graduate. But when I was looking, I was 
also chatting with him about it and I was like, I want to find something that is going to help inspire me, that is not going to drag me down. Like, I don't want to be a number. And he was like, you can't be. Like, you need to voice your opinion and you need to be able to do things that don't hold you back. And he was that one person that I did talk about things like that with. And I ended up finding a co-op with where I work now and it really did make that difference. It wasn't just a number that you were within your co-op getting bagels, making coffee, putting away paperwork. It was actually getting your hands dirty, which is exactly what I needed. I didn't know I needed it until I kept having these conversations with my taxi driver. And he was just very influential on what I thought I needed versus what I actually did need. And I'm so happy that those conversations happened because I was able to find the co-op that I wanted. I wasn't even going to go for the interview. I was going to ditch it. The interview just seemed kind of off. When I had the phone conversation with the recruiter, which is one of my bosses now, he was just all over the place when he had the phone call with me, which I love him to death. So it was completely fine now. And I understand why he was all over the place. But I had the I had the phone interview when he was driving to a meeting. Like I was on Bluetooth with him. And I was like, oh, is this a bad time? He like, nope, it's perfect time, just driving. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I had my interview and he was in the car, which totally makes sense now. But back then I was like, oh, I like, I don't think I should go. And he's like, oh my gosh, you have to go. And I was like, I don't know if I should. Like, maybe it doesn't really seem legit. Like, what if it's weird? And he's like, look, it's an opportunity for you to learn how to interview. So if it's a really bad interview, at least you know how to handle that bad interview. And I was like, do you know what? Yeah, totally. So that's also why I kind of went to that interview, which is also really crazy because imagine I never went, I never showed up, I never gave it a chance. I wouldn't be where I am today. So there's a lot of different things that he had influenced on my life and vice versa. Um, He learned a lot of about trusting individuals and trusting people and To this day, he's met my mom, he's met my boyfriend, he's met a lot of my friends because again, I call him every single time I'm downtown Toronto and I need a taxi driver and I'm not from Toronto, so I don't go all the time, but whenever I need him, he's there and he'll text me and if he's busy, he'll be like, I can pick you up at this time, but not this time and we coordinate with each other on a time that works best for both of us. But he's met my mother and honestly, when he talks, he's just like, She's impacted me in ways that I can't explain because she came in a taxi cab when she is like 19 years old and she's able to actually have a networking experience with someone that she doesn't know. And again, guys, I would have never been able to do that. And I don't even know how I was able to do that and build that networking experience with someone, but I was able to. And because of that, I'm able to do it a little bit better now than I probably think I would have. And it was just very influential on my life. My mom adores him. She has learned from him as well. And now he has switched from taxi to Ubering and he loves it even more, which is so adorable. And I love it. I'm glad he's happy. And he has that flexibility that he always wanted. But basically what this story is all about is that you have to appreciate every single person you meet. It doesn't matter whether it's a person at a flower shop or at Tim Hortons in the morning, or your taxi driver, or your boss, or your coworker. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. Appreciate them. 
consider the opportunity, build an opportunity. It doesn't matter who you meet or where you're meeting them. Everyone have an, has an influence on your life. Like, for example, if you were to go through the drive-thru at Tim Hortons and that person at the drive-thru were to be maybe not as friendly or not as nice, that's probably going to impact your day to start off a little bit negative. But what if you treat it as an opportunity of, oh my gosh, like, what are they going through? Like, what is happening? And you don't take it so personally and you just build an opportunity. Maybe the next morning you drive through with a smile and maybe you're going to influence their day into being better. Um, and making sure that you're bringing smiles to people's faces too. Like not everyone is responsible for making you happy, but what if we just changed our mindset to be a little bit more open to others? And that's all I'm saying. So I know this story was a little bit random. It wasn't really influential in your guys's life, but it wasn't mine. And that's kind of why I am the way I am now networking and connecting through random people are very important and I've learned that throughout the years but basically again moral of the story is that everyone meets an opportunity and you never know who's going to be your next opportunity I'm going to end this podcast off with a couple questions that I got asked in my dms and I felt it was a great opportunity to add on to the story time It's a little bit different, completely different than what the story was relevant to, but I thought I'd add it in because I don't think this would be an entire video's worth, but I wanted to definitely answer this question. So the question was, what do you do when someone doesn't want change within the workforce? And this question is very interesting and hard to answer not knowing what the exact situation is or who the person that they're talking about is because change is so different depending on what it is the personality of the person are they scared or are they just resisting it entirely because they don't want it at all and my answer to this question is change happens from the top down and I've said this in my past episodes but no matter whatever you want to do to implement within the workforce, you have to make sure that the top down is agreeing with the situation. They agree with what's happening. They want to implement it. It's articulated throughout the process, like step one, two, three, four, five. It's all black and white. This is what's happening. There's no gray areas. You implement it and that's the change that's happening. So you have to make sure that it's happening from the top down. If the management doesn't agree with it or doesn't want it, it's not going to work because the people that are implementing it is the management team. And if they don't want change and they're not going to help you implement it, then it's not going to work. And I'm not saying that you can't implement this change because of it. Maybe the people in that management position for this change is not the appropriate team that you want to implement this change. So my answer for management with when they don't want to have change is make sure you have the right management team to implement when you need to get done. It's just like blockbusters. They didn't want to implement change. And guess what? They're not around anymore. You have to keep up with technology and you have to change to stay relevant. And if you don't do that, you're going to be irrelevant. Just like, unfortunately, blockbuster. So... Again, making sure that your management team is on the right page is what you want to become or you want to change to be. Making sure that they are in that right position is perfect. And if they're not, find someone who's going to get it done. The second part is employees. They don't want to implement change. 
this is sometimes scary for some employees. They think technology or it's going to cancel their job or maybe the change is more of an environment change. Change is always going to be scary, but making sure you're doing it step by step. You don't want to culture shock people. It's the same thing as if you go to a different country that is speaking a completely different language. It's going to be fucking scary. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Change is scary. So you have to understand that. Don't make dramatic changes. Slow and steady wins the race in these scenarios. Making little impacts to change it communicating what's happening step one two three four five guys this is what's happening if you have any concerns let me know we're gonna take this slow and do just take it slow understand that they are scared as well and making sure that everyone's comfortable is going to make a huge impact communicating to every level within the spectrum you're communicating the same thing to management than you are to the employees because you have to make sure everyone's on the same page. You can't have different expectations for different people. And if you're treating people differently just because of maybe they're not good with technology, so I'm not going to let them do it. They don't have to do it, but Stacy has to do it. That's not fair. Everyone has to take in the change. If there's one person that's fighting back and doesn't want to do it, then again, maybe you have to look at that position and see if that's the right position for them. Because if you don't stay relevant, you will become irrelevant. Okay, guys. Well, that is everything that I have for you today. Please follow me on Instagram on Leader and Red Podcast because I always post stories on there about things that you guys want to hear and you can always DM me if you have any questions and I'll be sure to add it in the next upcoming podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hoped you liked this story time and if you did, then make sure you tell me or you like it depending on the platform that you're listening from and share it with your friends and family if you really feel that they it's going to be relevant to them. But again, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode and I'll catch you in the next one.